Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created this show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. A Course in Miracles, or ACIM, has been referenced a lot over the years by many well-known spiritual teachers, musicians, and celebrities. It has been referred to as a New Age Bible, or the Bible of the Spiritual Not Religious Movement. Mitch Horowitz, author of Occult America, has called it the largest and most popular alternative spiritual movement in America. It is often compared to Alcoholics Anonymous's 12-step process. Both are said to be divinely inspired, with AA formed in 1935 by a fellowship led by Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob Smith, and A Course in Miracles said to be dictated word for word by Christ to Dr. Helen Shuckman. In fact, Shuckman, who at the time was on track to become a psychologist at New York University, believed she was experiencing several interactions with Jesus, which included visions, dreams, as well as inner dialogue. On October 21, 1965, while working as a research psychologist at Columbia Presbyterian Medical Center, Shuckman proclaimed that an inner voice told her, This is a course in miracles. Please take notes. And so, with the help of her colleague, Dr. William Thetford, who typed out these notes she read to him, A Course in Miracles was born. In 1972, the three main sections were completed. The 650-page text, which provides the philosophical foundations of the teaching. The 500-page workbook of 365 daily meditations. And the 90-page manual for teachers, which adds a variety of insights useful for advanced practitioners. It is said to incorporate Freudian language and draw wisdom from Christian science and New Age thought. It opens with, nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists, herein lies the peace of God. Alluding to reality being elusive, and any and all conflicts are capable of dissolving in the power of love and forgiveness, with peace being the outcome. Since its release in 1975, it has been translated into 27 languages and made accessible to the world. Similar to the Tao Te Ching, this is not a book, but rather a way of living. It is said to be thought-provoking and informative, offering up universal spiritual themes relevant to any time. Although there are Christian terms used, this book is meant to be applicable to all and everyone, no matter what spiritual or religious path. It says, this is a manual for a special curriculum, intended for teachers of a special form of the universal course. There are many thousands of other forms, all with the same outcome. It therefore suggests Christian symbols can be changed out. For example, it states the name of Jesus Christ is but a symbol, but it stands for love that is not of this world. And so where there is the name Jesus, that which symbolizes the greatest love can be placed here too. In addition, A Course in Miracles directly challenges significant elements of contemporary Christianity specifically the doctrines of sin and crucifixion, while also insisting upon a complete reversal of ordinary perception, that acceptance of spirit is the only reality and the physical world is a mass illusion. This teaching is similar to that of the Buddhist and Hindu notions of samsara and maya. Interestingly, the author of A Course in Miracles wasn't publicly revealed until after her death in 1981. Dr. Helen Shuckman strongly opposed having her name on her work, nor did she have any desire to be considered any new religion's prophet. Instead, Foundation for Inner Peace appears on the cover. Founded by Judith and Robert Skutch, this not-for-profit organization's mission is to publish, distribute, and discuss A Course in Miracles. Despite some skepticism and backlash, A Course in Miracles went on to change thousands of lives and became hugely popular after her death. By 1984, sales approached 30,000 copies annually and rose to 60,000 just one year later. The largest leap in sales from 70,000 to 105,000 occurred after spiritual leader Marianne Williamson's mention of it in her own book, A Return to Love, released in 1992. Williamson said, who became a teacher of the Course, 
refers to it as her path out of hell. A Course in Miracles is thought to be a spiritual discipline which guides its students toward a healthier way of living by reconnecting with what it calls the Holy Spirit or the internal teacher. Many researchers have studied the effect of A Course in Miracles on one's emotional, mental, and overall well-being. Findings showed that those who studied A Course in Miracles were said to better express their emotions and feelings while experiencing a significant decrease in stress, depression, conflict, anxiety, and also attachment. While its meanings may seem obscure and complex at first, it really does have a much simpler overall message. Dr. Kenneth Wapnick, one of A Course in Miracles' original editors, summed it up in an interview by saying, The Course is basically saying, try to be a little kinder. And who doesn't need a little more kindness right now? Today on Love from the Hip, Adam C. Hall graciously returns for another show. Adam is an author, a teacher of A Course in Miracles, spiritual activist, inspirational leader, and futurist. Adam will share how A Course in Miracles has lended to his life and also reveal his infinite wisdom from his newest book, Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve. So stay tuned for more of this conscious conversation. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A Care.com. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial designed for your rugged skin. A deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one, two, three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A. SkinAndMind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. It is my pleasure to once again have Adam C. Hall on my show. Adam is an author, a teacher of A Course in Miracles, spiritual activist, inspirational leader, and futurist. Hey, Adam, thanks for joining us today. Hello, Sakura. It's wonderful to be back here with you and all of your audience and uh, looking forward to hanging out a bit and seeing where we want to go, where spirit guides us today. <laughs> and I I know these are challenging times and wild times. Uh, Which is why this is all necessary, right? <laughs> it's, it's so, so, so important. And nothing. And just love that you, how you shared the Course in Miracles. I'm touched by it. It invoked it for the moment. And 
yeah, let's 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 do it. Let's, you know, let's, I, let's and I have it. always heard of it. I have never read it myself, so it's right. definitely on my list. But when did you come to study a Course in Miracles? I, I began uh, reading the Course in Miracles uh, almost day one when I realized that the life that I was living wasn't the mo- wasn't my authentic life. I it was it was an awakening through that proverbial dark night of the soul. And uh, I hadn't really been doing anything other than, you know, running a business and family and, you know, just chasing that old American dream, all fine and good. However, it left me uh, feeling empty, even at the pinnacle of my career, so to speak. And um, I decided that um, during that, that, that those initial steps to, to, to look at what else is out there. I, I grew up in the, in the church protestant church um and uh i was not a fan of the bible mm-hmm. the new testament in, in in any way that's not to say it's right or wrong it just wasn't something that resonated deeply with me and i wanted to explore our alternative uh philosophies mythologies and other types of of um ways of being in the world be it uh, the Tao or zen or shamanism buddhism um and i became very curious about uh, about a, a course in miracles early on when i read a book by gary renard a course in miracles writer and teacher who wrote a book called the disappearance of the universe and i thought about that my goodness the disappearance of the universe <laughs> that's quite intriguing in its own way and hence, it got me hooked into a deep sense of curiosity. What is right. this A Course in Miracles? So I, I began that journey as a student uh, back in uh, 2004. And I've never, never, ever put the course down. It's very much a part of my every everyday life and, and the work that I'm doing in the world. Now, was there any aversion for you because of, you know, the aversion to the New Testament and the Bible? Well, that's a that 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 is the that's interesting you ask that. And many people speak about a course in miracles, mainly because of its languaging, but also for for, for example, it uses uh he. Um and it, it but the course makes it very clear it could just as well be she. Mm-hmm. And I've read the the course. Uh, I'm now in my fourth reading of the course in its entirety, <laughs> and I actually my last reading was just with she. <laughs> I didn't you see it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. So sometimes people have um, uh, misconceptions about the languaging of the course. For example, uh, the idea of sin. Now the course of the course of miracles, a course of miracles speaks of that not as you, we've done anything wrong like a tr- traditional religiosity, but more in the sense that it's it's just a word that denotes living separate than spirit. In okay. other words, just being separate from the world we we live in. It also speaks of atonement, the atonement principle which is often, oh, we must atone for our sins. Mm-hmm. And the Course of Miracles speaks of a, a, a atonement as living in oneness. I mean, we, we're hearing so much about that today, and I'm actually doing something wonderful on the starting the week of the 16th that I'd love to tell you about later and everybody. Yeah. But it's about oneness. So the language can be a little tricky for people initially, but ultimately, when you come into a, a relationship of the intention of A Course in Miracles, we realize it's not a dog, dogma. And, and much of the traditional uh, church and the Christian church uh, rejects A Course in Miracles because A Course in Miracles is designed to empower the individual. In other words, there's no intermediary. You don't need a priest or anything to intermediate between you and your God or your spirit or whatever it is. So, so A Course in Miracles is beautiful work that's Gnostic Christianity, that's a very progressive way of exploring you know, who we are actually in our most innate divine way. And I've just been having a lot of fun with it, and it's changed, changed my life, and it's changed the world as I experience it. Yeah. Well, so yeah, thank you. thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I wanted to ask you and go back to touching on the oneness factor of it with Holy Spirit representing the internal teacher. 
So is it really saying that the Holy Spirit is within us all and not outside uh, of us, as you were saying? A hundred percent. And of course, that's often the misnomer that there's that the, the that the, the Christ resides within out in the world, that God is somewhere else in the heavens or whatever. It's completely uh, polar opposite of that, as shared and by the by, a course in miracles. And also, I would just speak personally as as I have experienced, because that internal teacher, that internal voice, the presence of spirit resides within each of us. And that is a, is is a is a is what I found is something that I surrendered my being in touch and in relationship with spirit, with mm. my own soul being that place within me that is is connected and interconnected to you know all of the universe, the quantum field, and everything, including Mother Nature and yeah. and, and you, Sakura. Well, that and <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that was my next question: is how did that new way of thinking for you that we were all connected, that Holy Spirit was within you? How did that impact other areas of your life? It impacted everything I I do and see and hear. It impacted primarily, initially places within me that were felt most unloved and painful mm. and that was my sense of abandonment and my sense of shame and being unworthy mm. and that wounded part of my life so it began to bring me into a deeper trust to guide me into a place where I could feel safe and trusting to explore that part of my life that some would call the ego or the separate place in our lives but most importantly it brought me into a place of first and foremost as i'm saying is is with in self-love mm. but also into a deeper more purposeful relationship with my three daughters and and now five granddaughters <laughs> can believe that. a wonderful amazing yes. <laughs> congratulations yes. So th this is what's touching me and yeah allowed me to feel into my heart and my soul and to experience the intimacy and the in the grandeur and the rapture of this incredible experience we call being alive in this body. It's, right. It's, it's amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, and I could see how it would fill that void of self-love that most of us carry. So that's that's excellent. Thanks for sharing that. And so how did you come to then want to teach it? Well, we are all students and we're all teachers. Mm -hmm. And one of the most remarkable things about those that choose to in, in, engage and in, take the journey of A Course in Miracles is that the it necessitates that we also share uh, our lives. In other words, every single one of us has something very important to share with the world. Every single one of us, even if we seemingly feel small and that we cannot make a difference in the world, the Course of Miracles shares, a Course of Miracles shares that you matter and that your interconnectivity to the whole impacts the whole, not just your own sense of your life experience and the fulfillment of your life experience. Mm. And in that presencing and coming into relationship with holy spirit you come also come into a relationship with sharing life in your experience with others and that's when the teaching begins so we're all teachers mm -hmm. and we're all students and i consider myself um a student uh, of a course of miracles first and foremost i am learning from it every day Mm -hmm. It's still teaching me, and, and now it's teaching me in a transcendent way as well as just having it physically and reading it and doing all those things. But that's the power of the Course. It's a, it's a, it's a presencing of a connection with Christ, which is seemingly misunderstood as well, but the Christ is the love within. Mm -hmm. And in that connection, we, also, we learn and we get to teach what we're learning. That's wonderful. Yeah. And that's great that you're sharing it. <laughs> it needs to be shared. So how I want to ask you how you've integrated the teachings of A Course in Miracles, per se, in your newest book, Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve. 
Well, uh, and thank you for that because um, I I would compare a, A Course in Miracles in the context of, you know, here is how I'm I'm living my life and it's the foundation of my life is it's founded in the, these deep indelible principles that we are all light and love and that we are here to shine and share our journey with others through experiencing the earth school, so to speak, mm-hmm. and learning to come back into oneness. And quite simply, it's an, not a learning of oneness it's an unlearning of the idea that we are separate Mm. which is a thought system of the ego mind so the divine genius the unlearning curve doesn't focus on what you need to learn because it's been given you already each of us already possesses these great gifts and this indelible thing we call spirit and life and unconditional love however the idea that we're separate from that, separate from the authenticity of who we are, has created those barriers. It's kind of like if you're watching, looking through a lens of a camera, and all of a sudden you've got all these filters right. on that camera. And then once we begin the journey of A Course in Miracles, then we lift those filters and we begin to see and experience our lives in the world with a whole new lens. In other words, like Gary Renard said, the world disappears as we know it. Hmm. And the, 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 what I have done in my work with the divine genius and its connection to my book is I've laid the foundation for the reader to stand and experience their own separateness, to view it, to question it, to look at it, to nurture and love yourself through a journey through that idea of being separate, not around it, but directly through it, not around the pain, not around the trauma, but directly through it. And A Course in Miracles is a pathway to move directly through it. It's a straight shot right to the bullseye. And that's why I focused on it in the book with my 13 wisdom teachings and also laying forth a process that allows people to transcend their own separate nature. You don't need a guru. You don't need a priest. You don't need a bunch of teachers and books. You don't need me. It's just quite simply taking the power yourself to move through it. And that's what I hope to do with this this beautiful piece of work that I'm sharing today. Well, I'm I'm kind of in the middle of your book. It's amazing, <laughs> I have to say. I'm I'm kind of there with you every step of the way, which is I know what you were hoping for. So it's all sharing through experience and quite the pilgrimage, which I want to come back to after we have this quick break. So everyone, stay tuned for the weekly skinny up next. On this weekly skinny, I would like to talk about hair loss, also called alopecia. Although the average person typically sheds about 50 to 150 strands every day, there are several types of abnormal hair loss. In an article published in Allure by Jolene Edgar titled, You're Not Imagining It, The Pandemic is Triggering Stress-Induced Hair Loss, she says that dermatologists noticed a major uptick in patients suffering from hair loss during 2020. And the unprecedented level of anxiety caused by COVID-19 is to blame. She interviewed several dermatologists who said that although many have reported shedding a lot of hair as a result of having COVID-19, those who did not contract the virus were still losing an unsettling amount of hair due to all of the stress and uncertainty. Even those who may have had COVID-19 and still shed hair, dermatologists stressed that this was not a symptom of COVID-19, but rather a consequence of the viral attack and overwhelming stress it put on the body. Papri Sakar, a board-certified dermatologist in Brookline, Massachusetts, said she didn't go an hour without seeing a patient for hair loss during the pandemic. She said these patients also included many primary care physicians, pediatricians, and allergists, all of whom were reaching out to her for their telogen effluvium. This is a temporary hair loss triggered by stress, anxiety, depression, or any psychological trauma. It means you can go from losing up to 150 strands a day 
to double or triple that. The trauma causes the cortisol levels to go up and in turn causes the hair to shift from the antigen phase or growth phase to the telogen phase or resting phase. And as Corey L. Hartman, assistant clinical professor of dermatology at the University of Alabama points out, it doesn't discriminate and affects all races, ethnicities, skin types, and hair textures. The shedding is described as quick and disastrous, like a tornado. Aside from telogen effluvium, other types of hair loss increased during 2020 as well. Alopecia areata rose significantly. This type of hair loss is an autoimmune disease in which the cells in the immune system attack the hair follicles, resulting in hair loss. And androgenetic alopecia, also called male pattern baldness, cropped up. This hair loss can be more permanent. Dermatologists assured their patients who suffered from telogen effluvium in 2020 that it too would pass and their hair would grow back. For more severe hair loss cases, doctors were conducting a pool test to measure the scale of hair loss and requiring blood work. Blood work would help to determine if thyroid function was off or if there were any deficiencies in vitamin D and B12, along with ferritin, which is a body marker of total body iron, all of which contribute to hair loss. Remedies for hair loss include Rogaine, which is 5% minoxidil, which works to get all of the hairs into the antigen phase. PRP scalp injections, commonly referred to as liquid gold, can help support a healthier environment in the scalp. And then there's the shampoos, serums, and red light therapy. Not mentioned in the article, but the biggest remedy is managing one's stress levels, diet, supplements, sleep, as well as one's physical activity. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today, I have the pleasure of having Adam C. Hall on my show. Adam is an author, a teacher of A Course in Miracles, spiritual activist, inspirational leader, and futurist. So, Adam, before the break, you were sharing with us your new book, Divine Genius, The Unlearning Curve, and the emphasis is on the unlearning process, right, of all the things we thought we were, right? So can I ask exactly. you, how would you define divine genius? Well, it's a misnomer. Many of us don't understand, you know, or we think we understand, I should say, what we, we have this perception of genius. And so because that's, you know, we think of Einstein or we think of Tesla. Or we think of these people that seemingly just have an, a, a high IQ, and so the, the, which is just not the case because the indelible nature of our spirit and this beautiful human operating uh, system that we have and the capability of it, which is vast, and I believe we're, we're most of us are using a very small percentage of it. And the invitation is to really step up and embrace the totality of who we are, it, which is we we are genius and the idea that I put forth in the book is that our connection of body, heart, mind, spirit, and soul with the quantum field, with the greater totality of the universe is what makes us, each of us, every one of us, geniuses. Mm -hmm. And the divine genius, you can think of it, well, that's the Christ mind, the Buddha mind. You can think of it as God or in the indigenous world, Wontanka, uh, whatever they that may be for you. But that interconnection of our own genius, that place of our oneness with ourselves, each other, and nature, and your God or your spirit that you connect with is the place where we are able to connect with our divine nature and the nature of the universe. So that's how mm. I came in with the divine genius and Love that. each of each of us hold that nobody does not have that and share that in common right okay and so let's talk about men your ascended master how did you come to channel and connect with men well well men m e n not is not is not a reference to a uh, a gender is not a gender reference Men is comes from my experience in my practice of, of Mayan cosmology. And men is as in the Mayan cosmology is the eagle. 
is the wise one. Men is the one that flies high in the sky and mm-hmm. sees far and wide. So men has great vision and can show us the path, a path way forward. And uh, when I came back from uh, one of my journeys, which was back in 2008, I began to enter into a, a deeper meditative practice. And the practice got deeper and richer, longer, mm-hmm. sometimes two, three hours. And what was going on for me, I was coming into a deeper presence of uh, higher uh, wave uh, brain waves, which in particularly the low wave, uh, delta and alpha and theta waves. So I was really stepping up into uh, higher wave frequencies. And in those frequencies, I begin to have visions and I begin to be guided to take certain experience, have certain experiences just through what we call in shamanic traditions, lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. For example, in the book, I talk about the early journeys where I'm, I start the meditation once I get into a place of deep presence and vibration then there, there's a walk I take and I go through Central Park in New York City. <laughs> so there's a process that came to me that takes me into a deeper field that's transcendent of just being in the body and thinking with my thinking mind. And I just followed the crumbs. I just followed the, the images and to, to move in certain directions. And when I did that, ultimately... I, I found myself in, in, a, in a desert in a very cold evening, and there was a fire in the distance, and I went to that fire, just followed, followed it, was mm-hmm. present with it. And therein was an image of a, of a cloaked individual that was cloaked sitting by the fire. Mm-hmm. And that individual asked me to sit down at the fire and invited me to an 81 day journey and for me to pay attention and to listen and ask and, 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 and speak only when spoken to. So I, which is what your book is about. That's it. That's a part of the journey because ultimately it really reveals the gems Hmm. of the wisdom teachings that ultimately help have really been an instrumental guide in, in my life and I believe can be very helpful for all of us during these times. For change. sure. Yeah. So can I ask you, why did men chose, choose you? Well, I I don't know that particular question. I did not ask him why I was chosen. I only know that intuitively I showed up hmm. to receive that frequency let's just call it like you're turning the radio channel. Yeah. Yeah, And you get to that. And all of a sudden the frequency says, um, you know, like with Helen, uh, pay it, take notes. This is a course in miracles. Mm. So I took notes and I sat very presently uh, with this quote unquote ascended master. Um, And, and so that allowed me to be receptive. And of course, that receptivity really began by getting out of my own way, hmm. and which is a key obstacle on the path of, of, of liberation and freedom and into finding a deep sense of peace. So yeah, I definitely. became available and okay. that, that somehow landed on me. Spirit knows, and this is the beauty of our lives. We are guided. There are many, many folks and in, in energies and light that's mm-hmm. out there to love us and care for us both in the physical world and the non-physical world, if if you believe in that. <laughs> and that's what happened for me. And I just said, okay, I don't need to question it. I need to receive it. Hmm. So I, before I get into your juicy wisdoms that you share in your book, I, I do want to ask you, why New York City? <laughs> well, I, I, I was curious about that initially as well. And what I, what I found is that... Um, Central Park is, you know, for those of you that have been there, which I imagine most of you have, is in the is the green 
and the beauty within this morass of cement and noise and <laughs> sirens and all this commotion. In other words, even within the most hectic environment in the world, a major city like New York, there is a place within that physically that can be experienced, that stillness, that green, mm, that the calm, wonder. The calm the and the chaos. In yeah. all of that. So my sense is, is it that journey began to walk through that. And then ultimately it led me out of the park and into a deep alley and into a doorway hmm. and through a series of, 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 of steps that led me into a place where I was transcendent of being in the body, but in a receptivity field to receive those messages from, from that ascended master from men. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> so yeah, cool. what are the 13 wisdom teachings? Well, these are universal wisdom teachings. In other words, uh, they're applicable to all of us in our lives. And I think what's what I'd like to share with, with, with you and your audience today is that each of us uh, possesses and carries forth a lot of wisdom. And that obviously comes through gaining knowledge and experience in life. Knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. It's not information like we get on the news or in social media or in our educational platform. It's, it's really taking your life's journey and all that you've experienced, pain, suffering, joy, all of it, agony, defeat, all of it, and then take and what and that's life says you know is what do you do with all those things? Well, you can create a powerful experience, and that through those experiences, you gain wisdom. So these thirteen uh, wisdom teachings don't necessarily come about because you're older. Wisdom <laughs> can come from, comes from every single one of us. As a matter of fact, the best wisdom I'm getting and receiving right now is from my one-year-old granddaughter, Jada, <laughs> who reminds me, you know, Pops, live in the magic. Be curious about life. <laughs> yes. That's wonderful. So these 13 original universal wisdom teachings um, came through a combination of my own uh, work and journey, my own, uh, own experience, so to speak, but also taking information. You know, let's say book knowledge. I'd read a course. I'd read a course in miracles, and it wasn't about literally, you know, interpreting the course of miracles. It was about applying the course of miracles in my life's journey. Yeah. What did it uniquely do mean for me? I get to define that journey. It wasn't about reading Marianne Williamson's book, a, a, a Journey to Love. It was a return to love. It was about finding the inner love of myself. So these 13 universal wisdom teachings offer each of us a way to move through our path forward in a way that I believe can expedite that, that can quicken your journey. So all of a sudden we're not spending years or decades or lifetimes stuck in the same old pattern mm. so that we can break through the thought system that is the source of all problems. And it is also the place of our solution. And this is where these 13 teachings come in really, really handy because I offer five insights and I offer a five-step process to apply each of those teachings to your life right now so that it can make a difference and up-level you know, your, your, your life experience. I mean, what's more important during these challenging times, right? Exactly, exactly. And I love how you do that at each end of those wisdoms is the five steps to help us to integrate it, right, to apply it. And that whole thing of knowledge isn't, you know, isn't wisdom until you apply it, right? hundred percent. We can have a, we can read a lot. We can have a PhD. We can seemingly become very conscious in our lives. And it, 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 it doesn't mean anything if it's simply uh, not practical or pragmatic. Absolutely. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's what it's all, that's, that's what it's all about. 
And also these teachings are unique in their own way because they offer us an opportunity to, to really stop living from the past. In other words, we have 80, 90,000 thoughts a day. They're repetitive thoughts. Yes. They emerge from past traumas and experiences. So how do we break that pattern? How do we solve that proverbial um, problem, not from the place we created it? Right. So these 13 teachings help us solve the problem of separation, thought of ego, and help us solve the problem from a place that it wasn't created. Therefore, we're able to move through and beyond the life experiences that we're living and step into our authenticity, into our genius. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back into those 13 teaching wisdoms when we return. So everyone stay tuned for more Love from the Hip. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just joining us today, I have the great pleasure of having Adam C. Hall on my show. Adam is an author, a teacher of A Course in Miracles, spiritual activist, inspirational leader, and futurist. So, Adam, can you share those 13 wisdom teachings with us all? Yeah, I will share them briefly. And if there's any, and if you'd like me to share one in particular, I'm happy to do that. For sure. Um, but the 13 teachings are forgiveness, true forgiveness, um, purpose, purpose. We get very confused about our purpose. We also have the teaching of death how dying, our misconception of, of, of dying. We have the teaching of life, of the chi, of the life force to activate the life force within ourselves. We have peace. We have love. We have function. Very different way of thinking about how we function in this beautiful body of ours. We have destiny. We have divine doing. We have divine being. We have involution the descent of the divine into our being very powerful wisdom teaching of how to receive the divine in our life we have evolution and we also have oneness hmm. unification of body mind spirit soul with with the presence of the divine genius in our lives and uh, i think we if we have a few uh, a minute or two i can drop into oh maybe something that's probably more important than, than yeah, any of the I, other ones. Go ahead. Um, I was hoping you would sh uh, share more on forgiveness. 
Absolutely. And that's, and, and that is the key. And, be, and it's true forgiveness. And the reason why I differentiate it as true forgiveness versus forgiveness is because we traditionally, Sakura, think of forgiving as a presence where we need to forgive another person. And by the way, this is not to be de minimis um, or ignore or put away any experience that any of you may have had abusive experience, traumatic experience. It's not about denying any of that. It's about have, having a new perception of it in relationship with it. So we free ourselves from our experiences that guide and dictate our lives. And true forgiveness does this because if you think about forgiveness, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to forgive that person for what they did to me. In other words, right there, you're the victim. Right. And they're the perpetrator right there. And then, oh, I'm judging that person. They're guilty. And for what they did, I'm the innocent victim. Right there, we're in judgment. Mm-hmm. Right there, we're playing the guilt card. This is the old system of the ego thought system that separates and divides. And that doesn't solve the problem. It doesn't, it's not forgiveness. In other words, we're still hooked into the experience and still living the experience, although we've dismissed it and put it over there and written it off and rationalized it in whatever way. Some of us just get stuck in the pain. The idea of true forgiveness and the practice that I offer, this genius process for true forgiveness, is to acknowledge, A, the experience, but instead of moving into the victim, to move beyond the victim. Instead of being judgmental and being um, seeing people as as guilty, we move into a place that really, it says, invokes our own kindness. And, the, and what it says is we forgive people, and this is directly from A Course in Miracles, not for what they did, but for what they did not do. Mm-hmm. We forgive ourselves first and foremost, not for what we did, but for what we did not do. And what we did not do is we forgot, we, we made an error, and we forgot to remember of our connectivity with our own selves, our spirit our heart, our mind, and that of others. We forgot that inner connection because if you think about it, in the oneness, which is the atonement principle in A Course in Miracles, oneness, there is only love. There is not separation and there is not a place of victim, perpetrator, guilt, innocence, or or, or judgment. So the power of this simple step and this simple process begins our journey through the pain and trauma of our life and frees us from a place uh, that we are able to move beyond the problem that we created. And that way we're not living in the future's past. So that's how I like to share true forgiveness. I highly recommend looking at that in, in the book, because if you don't take anything away today, I would encourage you to practice true forgiveness. I do every day. Mm-hmm. I find myself judging people every day in my own little way. Maybe somebody cut me off on the car. And I'm, <laughs> What's that? What's, hey, man, wait, you know, or I'm judging, my, I'm hard on myself yeah. one day or somebody I love. So this is, this is a key, key thing. And I, of course, miracle says, this is why we're here mm-hmm. is, to, is to practice true forgiveness. So, and I love how um, you expressed, we're simply forgiving an act of amnesia. <laughs> I love that. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and, it, and, and it's, it, it is as simple as that. And it's not to minimize people's pain or trauma or my own pain or trauma, but it's really about loving yourself. And why would you want to give your power or your truth or your indelible light and love to somebody else that's going to control you or your experience or your body or your psychology mm-hmm. from something that happened in the past. So we honor that and we move through it into true forgiveness and free ourselves. Love that. <laughs> so yeah. if your readers could have one takeaway from your new book, what would you hope it is? Well, I my one 
takeaway would I would offer to them, you have the power right now within yourself to choose, to choose to live the most authentic life, to live your best life ever right now. That power belongs to you. We don't need to give that power away to anybody. And it's time to invite yourself to live in the fullness, in the light of the genius that you are. Excellent. So, Adam, we are coming to the end of our our show, but I wanted to ask you if you could share with us your upcoming summits. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking that. I want to invite everybody to uh, Global Oneness Week beginning October 16th. Global Oneness Week beginning October 16th. I'm going to be there hosting. I'm one of the hosts of that summit. I'm going to be talking with uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, uh, Alberto Villado, Dr. Alberto Villado, hmm. Dr. Shamanine Jane, a brilliant biofield um, human being that's steeped in deep richness and wisdom, but also the power of the feminine. Had a great conversation also with Lynn McTaggart. Join, join Lynn McTaggart on and hear about what she's doing in the power of intention. And lastly, I'm very excited to announce that we have Paul Hawken, a one-on-one. I did nearly an hour with Paul Hawken, who has a New York best-selling Times book out right now called Regeneration, Ending the Climate Crisis in One Generation. Very exciting conversation. There's many others, others there. Nassim Harriman, the list goes on and on. Global Oneness Week. Happy to provide uh, you, Sakura, that link and so people can sure. get to that. And we can we can we can have some fun to, fun together. Amazing stuff. And so, how can my listeners follow you and learn more about you, Adam? Well, please go to my website uh, www.adamhall.solutions, adamhall.solutions, and check out what I'm doing. I'm also have many things I just want to give away and share. I put together this really cool ebook that is called the Little Book of Genius for Abundance. Isn't it time to stop lack and scarcity? Yes. And this in this little book, it offers those 13 wisdom teachings for abundance. So you can get that there and uh, and 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 share that with other people. And so that's that's a great place to check out and also look for my new book that I'm having a, a larger book called The Little Book of Genius for Abundance. And that's going to be published. Uh, coming up in the first part of November. It's a pocket book and it's in hardback and paperback. And it's a lot of exciting things going yes, on. It so is. Check, check it out. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Adam, for being here today and sharing your wisdom with us. You're so welcome. My pleasure. And thank you to Eric, my talented producer, you the listener, KKNW, KBKW, and Cape Town Zone Radio. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. And tune in next week for another episode of Go Beyond the Veil, where we will interview two brothers who are practicing witches in Chicago. Stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya. The Veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil and assisting others on their journey of healing and self-discovery. They will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but also to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering this resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil.